temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Here's a deep fly ball to right off the bat of Ortega. This ball's got a chance. Gone! Rafael Ortega with a home run to right. Cubs lead 7-2. A rocket into the basket. Cubs baseball this afternoon on the score. 1245 Matt Spiegel pregame show. And then Zaidman and Coomer are on the call. Cubs trying to sweep the Reds. I'm Chris Ranji. You can hear that game on the score. So I'm in for Speegs uh, since he's got the pregame. And we thank you for listening into the show this afternoon. Got a This is a bonus 35 or so minutes that you get to hang out with us. And we're glad to have you. I'm glad to have this person. He is the Cubs beat writer for the Sun-Times. Also a co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast on the House of L Network. And he's been dodging me for weeks. And now he's finally on the show. <laughs> Russell Dorsey is uh, is with us. What's up, Russ? Chris, why are you lying to the people? Yeah, you've been, I, uh, I saw you literally two weeks ago. And I uh-huh. said, whenever you needed me, when you got your your time on the score, to just text me and I, and I would be on it. And did I not come through? Yeah, this time. I'm talking about the times <laughs> leading up to it. This is the time you finally stopped avoiding me. You caught you you finally got a good shift. Tell Mitch thank you. <laughs> the right, the yeah, sun's out. Yeah. The sun's finally out when you called me. <laughs> and it's not some random Thursday evening at nine thirty PM. Yeah, that's okay, that's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh well well thank you anyway for to, I'm glad to be here with you. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to have you. Fine, finally, Russell. Uh, so Russell Dorsey is with us. You can follow him on Twitter at Russ underscore Dorsey one, and he does cover the Cubs. And I and I mentioned the sports adjacent podcast. Um, how's that going? It is going very well. We have made it through three months worth of podcasts, which is crazy to think about. Uh, it was just an idea early last year, and it is nothing but craziness. But a fun craziness. And I think yeah. everybody, no matter uh, what your interests are, like sports, if you don't like sports, I think it's a, a good podcast for you. So yeah, everybody go on your, wherever you find your podcast, whether it's the Apple podcast app, Spotify, or on there, sports, Jason, give us five stars. And Russell, we, we share a, um, a, a member. So I've, I've got a podcast <laughs> that's just starting with, with uh, former SCORE employees Russell Gill and Tony, or Russell, Tony Gill and <laughs> Melissa Rokaitis. 
Uh, we got all these people, and I don't know what we're doing. We still don't have a name for the podcast, but we're doing it on House of L. So Tony Gill is on your show, uh, and he's he on is. mine. That dude, what is wrong with him? Uh, honestly, Roger, if I knew what was wrong with him, I would tell you. I don't. Okay. And I, I think that the, the fun part about Tony is nobody does. No. And you think he's ill. <laughs> but, like, not like, like, not like 80s ill where it was you know kind of no. cool, but you're talking like no, just no, no, mentally. No, 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 like you think he he has a deficiency some somewhere, <laughs> but he doesn't. That's the way his brain works. Uh, and he's he's one of the rare people I know who is truly sincere when he says the things that he says. Yeah. But I will say he makes for a solid producer, and on your podcast he makes for a really fun co-host. So. I'm going to every every week I tell him we're going to fire him. And some days I mean it, but most days I don't. So that that just shows like what Tony does to me. I, I you got to listen to these podcasts um, uh, if, if you're listening to the show. And, and I, I, I don't have a name for ours yet. We're just doing it. Um, we're still, we might, that might just be our thing that on, on our podcast with uh, Tony and Melissa, we just never have a name for it. Um, but Tony, I, I said this to Lawrence one day, Tony Gill is like if a if a full grown adult man came out of the womb and just was like, you know, could do anything, you know, could just live and be, you know, proficient on his own. Like that would be Tony. Like he's just somehow yeah. this man's almost 30 and he's like raw. Like he doesn't know any, he doesn't, he's had no, ex yes. I, I don't get it. It's just amazing. He's like a full grown baby that just came out of the womb and, and can talk it's and stuff. Funny that you say that because everybody thinks Tony, oh my gosh, young Tony Gill. Tony's like 30, Tony's older than me. He's <laughs> 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 like teenager. He's awesome. I love that, that dude. Yeah, he's great. And uh, yeah, the podcast is good and the Cubs are good right now. Um, yeah. does this keep up? I mean, they've, they've got their injuries and first of all, let's get an update on, on some of the guys. We talked a little bit about it earlier. How soon are they going to get back Rizzo and, and David Bodie and, and so on and so forth? David Bodie, that one's going to be a little while. Like anytime you have a shoulder separation and, and the way that his happened yesterday, that's, he's going to have some time on the shelf. Rizzo, it's, they're in an interesting spot with him because it, he's had these back issues before. And so you think they know how to, like, handle them when they come up. And he's had it maybe every year for the last five or six years. He's had a stretch of a couple of weeks where the back is either stiff, he has spasms, something. So I trust them with this uh, specific injury because they've, you know, been able to deal with it, you know, basically his entire career. So it's going to be a little while for Bodie. Rizzo, I would expect if things continue to trend in the right direction, either by the time they play that last game in Chicago against the Padres or that first game in San Francisco next week or this week on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's sustainable. I, I think because of the way they're playing, no matter who's been in the lineup, they are playing really good baseball. And when you play good baseball, it can cover up some of the other deficiencies when it comes to the names in the lineup. They're still getting MVP quality production from Bryant. Baez is starting to come through. Ian Happ is turning it on. Jock Peterson has been uh, has turned things around here in May. So they're getting production from a lot of different places. They're getting production from guys 
that I don't think people expected to be on the major league roster this year. And the pitching has finally turned. Like, you're getting what you thought you would get out of Zach Davies in May. Kyle Hendricks has turned back into Kyle Hendricks in May. Arietta's been doing what he's been doing this since the beginning of the season. And Adbert Alzali uh, has been a revelation this year and turned into one of the best young starters in the National League. So if all these, it, it's hard to say all these things will continue, especially, you know, you are going to need some of these guys to get healthy uh, at some point. But I do think because of the, the, the brand of baseball they're playing right now, they're not playing sloppy baseball. They're in every game because the pitching's been good, because the bullpen's been so good, and they're getting runs, you know, they're scoring runs at, at, at a pretty good clip here in the last 25 games or so. So if those things continue, I would expect this to be, you know, sustainable at least until, you know, we get to the middle of June in July. The season-long numbers for the starting rotation collectively have not been good. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, it's it, some of the worst numbers in baseball. Last couple of weeks, though, as you mentioned, they are moving up closer to the middle of the pack. Um, and, and you mentioned them maybe turning here, like maybe there's a corner that's been turned. You you do think mm-hmm. that, that's, that that is sustainable from here on out? I think on the pitching side, if you look at Kyle Hendricks, who had a historically awful April, yeah, he he would be the first one to tell you that he was really bad and he needed to be a lot better than he was. But also, if you got to look, if you're going to look at the numbers and say, okay, Kyle Hendricks was really bad in April, you also have to look at the numbers and say, okay, he's never had a bad season in eight seasons in the big leagues, right? And so at that point, you have to trust the body work. And as you see in May. You know, he's looked like himself. He hasn't gone – I think he's had one start in May where he's gone less than six and two-thirds innings. So that's what they expect out of Kyle Hendricks every time out. They expect to get six, seven, what he's shown this, this month, eight innings, and, and keep the Cubs in the ball game. And that's what he's been able to do. So with him, with Zach Davies, another guy who in the last couple of years has been this guy, I think that's what you can at least start to expect a little bit. Like this is – who these guys are. So now it's getting Williams in a spot where he can go out there and give you five innings. Jake Arrieta has been, you know, he's been the best starter in that rotation so far this year. You can't expect him to continue that and have, or have to continue that and give you six innings of three runs or less every time out. But if he can, like that's just gravy at this point. So I I think the Cubs pitching is in a good spot. Obviously they're going to be bad starts thrown in there. That's just baseball. But if they can at least, keep this at 75% of what they're doing right now, that means good things, especially because they're still winning a lot of baseball games and they're not even close to being healthy. Russell Dorsey visits with us on hit and run on the score. And, you know, we're, we're talking about the starting pitching, but that bullpen has, has been really solid for the last two weeks. And statistically uh, over the last month, even the last 30 days, uh, you're talking about some pretty good work out of that bullpen. The ERA is under two, and the, the FIP number is 234. Th- I mean, this is that's a team that if you give the bullpen a lead compared to other teams in baseball, they're locking it down pretty well for the last two to four weeks. Absolutely. And, and I'll say one thing about the bullpen. They've been asked to do a lot, and they have blink. Like, they've been asked to get... 12, 13, sometimes 14 outs, you know, in a game. And they've done it really well. You, you have Craig Kimbrell, who's looked like the Craig Kimbrell of old over the last now over a year. 
Andrew Chapin has been a lockdown setup guy. Then you have these young kids in the bullpen, or Tommy Nance, who's an older rookie. Then you have Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, uh, who had to go on the IL a couple of weeks ago. But these kids have locked it down. And not only gone from being these young arms in the bullpen, but have gone into high leverage situations and done the job well. Like Keegan Thompson has a 0.00 ERA now in almost 15 innings of work. So like these guys are, are coming in and they're taking the ball. They're not complaining about the role and, and they're coming and they're coming in and they're shoving. So I, I think that's been a, a very important part of this Cubs like last month of games. And they've gone from being, at one point in May, you know, the last place team in the NL Central to now being, you know, right knocking on the door first place in the NL Central, and the bullpen has been a big part of that. So you can't continue to ask them to give you 12 and 13 and 14 outs, but if the starting pitching can continue to trend upward and give the bullpen a little bit of a break, maybe six, seven outs instead of the 12, 13 they've been covering the last, you know, 50 games or so, like, I think that that's something that's sustainable in the long run we've spent a lot of time today talking about and i know it's it's early for this but we're getting close to the time where you really start thinking about it and what they Mm -hmm. do ahead of the trade deadline um i mean obviously they've got the three players who are going to be up for free agency the the three important most important players up for free agency um i i'm wondering though with the way they are being a half game out of first it being a winnable division, does this team actually buy at the deadline, maybe some relief help or, or whatever else? Yeah, I, I would say there there's a possibility of that. Now they have to continue to play this style of baseball. They have to continue to win games. Uh, and they have a, a tough stretch coming up. Like they have the Padres coming in for, for three here in Chicago early this week. Then they fly out to uh, the West Coast and then they have four with the Giants, and then they have another four with the Padres out in San Diego. So that's going to be a tough stretch. They, they have the Mets later this month and or in June, and then they have uh, the Dodgers and go back to Cincinnati at the end of the month. So this is not going to be an easy stretch of games in June, but if, if they can at least come out on, on the better end of that and still be within earshot of first place in the division, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a move. Now, you're talking to Jed, uh, in Pittsburgh, he said, "Look, we we're gonna we feel like we're gonna have some flexibility financially where we can do some things in season because of you know obviously the increase in capacity that brings in a little bit more revenue they thought they'd have at this point. So that helps, but I don't think they're gonna be um, they're gonna be realistic in, in their acquisitions. I believe I, I I don't think they're gonna go out and they're going to trade a whole bunch of prospects to get a rental." so they can compete in the National League Central this season. I don't think that. I think they're going to make a smart decision, something that helps this team, bolsters the team. Uh, Maybe what they really need is is another bona fide starting pitcher. I know everybody's, oh, they go get you, Darvis. I know that's the funny thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that fans like to say that on Twitter. That guy's not available, and you're not going to go out and get Max Scherzer. So they'll have some decisions to make. Do you want to? bolster the, the the your bench depth because that's something that you might need considering the injuries that you've had but they're going to make some moves i think it remains to be seen but winning still has to be on the forefront of that like they're not going to make a move if they we look up on july 1st and they're now in third place because they had a bad month of june i don't think that's the case so they have to keep winning but if they do 
I do think they have uh, the opportunity to make a move or two. Well, how far back do you think they'd have to be to make a move with one of those players we talked about, the Baez, Bryant, Rizzo core there? Um, I mean, I've been talking about this today, and I just don't, I don't think they do it regardless because I don't think you get the return you want. But I I wouldn't say anything is is impossible here. Do you think that it could happen? I would say if they aren't in at least second place by the time we get to July 1st, and within a reasonable a series worth of games by July 1st, like if they're anything more than three, three and a half games out of first place on July 1st, it would be really hard if I was Jed to say, okay, this team, and I think the big caveat to that is they haven't been healthy and they've still been able to, to be on the doorstep. But if they're anything more than three and a half games back, it's hard to say, okay, this team is going to be able to compete you know in this division now they've played most of the toughest teams in the national leagues are already like by the time we get to july 1st they will have played the dodgers and the padres and the braves and they're going to be done with those teams so that's that's another thing wrinkle you can throw in and say well their schedule down the stretch is going to be a lot easier than you know the cardinals and the brewers and the reds so i would say yeah if more than three and a half games is out a first place on July 1st, I think it would be tough to not at least sell a piece here or there. Even if they don't blow it up, I would say a guy like Craig Kimbrell might be a guy that could be on the move if they're out of that contending range. Maybe a guy like Zach Davies could be a guy that you, you move. Maybe a guy like Andrew Chafin, you know, could get if you could get the right price. So I don't think that'll happen because I don't think this division is good enough where anybody pulls away from anybody. But – if it's a case where the Cubs start losing games because, you know, maybe they can't continue to, to hold up the house with all these injuries, then I wouldn't be surprised if they started to move a piece or two. Russell, I appreciate your time today. And I, I thought of this um, after we started talking about him. I think that maybe the goal for our two podcasts, yours with Jason Leisure and mine with, uh, with Tony and Melissa, I think that maybe the goal is is we should have a competition whichever show figures out tony gill first and figures out what his problems are or what his problem is i think we win a, a, some sort of prize well good luck because i I, have, I don't think we're gonna figure that one out okay. <laughs> I think you and roki have a way better shot of figuring him out because on okay. our podcast I, I just think he thinks his job is to mess the show up You know, honestly, (laughs) if you think about it, we pay Tony a small fortune to mess our podcast up. But we do it willingly every month. So, no, I think you you and Melissa know (laughs) the ins and outs of Tony a lot better than Jason or I even want to. Listen, uh, it's going to be fun. And we'll, we'll figure out some sort of bet anyway, because I'd like to win. Listen, I'm a very competitive person, too, and I would love that. (laughs) Russ, thanks, buddy. See you, buddy. That is Russell Dorsey. Again, he covers the Cubs for the Sun-Times. You can also listen to his podcast with uh, Jason and Tony, a sports-adjacent podcast on that House of L network. Uh, We got a, hey, we got some Chicago meatball stuff coming out of Liam Hendricks today. And I am super excited to tell you about it. Also, one of the best and worst things I've ever seen in baseball.
coming up next. I'm Chris Ranji on Hit and Run on the Score. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hello. 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 Is this, did, did you, Hello. Did, Hello? Hello? Hello, this is Rick. Hello? Am I on? Hello? I can't hear him, hon. Hello? Hello? Okay, hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, are you there? <laughs> are you guys messing with me? Hello? Okay, hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, hello? Let's talk about the White Sox. Boy, the Hello game was a classic on uh, the Boars and Bernstein show. Just it, one of my favorite things. That's like a that's like a 15, 16 year old bit. The Hello Game. And they still somehow managed to get people on it. Chris Ranji on Hit and Run. We are leading up to Cubs baseball. 12.45 pregame. The reason you're hearing me instead of Matt Spiegel is Spiegel has been promoted for the day. He's on the pre and post. And which means he'll also get the fifth inning. Zach and Ron have the call. Cubs and Reds first pitch at 120 from Wrigley. Two baseball games in the city of Chicago on this beautiful day. Uh, this beautiful afternoon, 60 plus degrees. It's sunny. You're going to have a great day today. Um, and if they win both teams, it's an even better day. You know what would make people very happy? is if you paid some damn attention to the White Sox. This poor team can't get any respect nationally whatsoever, and uh, longtime Southside guy Liam Hendricks agrees. Liam, are, are you and the rest of the team getting a feel that you're getting a national attention because of what, besides uniforms, but what you're doing on the field? I mean, a little bit, yes and no. I feel like uh, we have to take four steps to get any sort of national recognition while our cross-town rivals just have to put together one game and then they'll get on it. But uh, I've dealt with that the last six years of my career. It's not. It's nothing as if it's, uh, it's anything new to me, but I actually enjoy that. I like being able to have to work harder to get any recognition because that just means you have to put in the work. You really have to show that you're doing it to be able to do that. Uh, and that's just one of those things. It's like we have that chip on our shoulders, like, you guys can continue to talk about who is the number one team in the city, the number one fan base in the city, whatever it is, but we're going to go out there. We're going to do our business and we're going to let everybody know how good we are. You're going to make the series against the cups a lot of fun, I think. Well, there's that. I also want to get a trophy. So I want to get something together. We need to think of like, whether it be the loop trophy or something that can represent the, represent the city a little bit, just, uh, 
just add some little uh, camaraderie between between teams because they got some great they got some great players on their team. They've got some really good people on their team as well, and I think that'll be uh, just a way to kind of join it together. And then handing out uh, presenting a trophy between uh, between Ross and Larusa at the end of it will be just something to, something to look forward to for everybody. Liam Hendricks from Perth, Australia, is one step away from getting a steak sandwich from Freddy's and uh, hanging out a cork and carry. This dude, this dude, that is the that is the most White Sox South Side thing ever. This guy doesn't even know about the BP that, Crosstown Cup. What a loser. <laughs> he doesn't know about the Crosstown. But man, this dude is, he is not happy that the White Sox are getting less attention than the Cubs are. He's not happy about it. And I think that's, it's so Southside. The dude from Australia is mad about this. I think it's great. It is so, so, he is, right now, Liam Hendricks is uh, posting on White Sox Interactive. He's, he's got, I don't know what his handle is, but this guy is, he is so mad that, that the column, he is counting the column inches in the Tribune and the Sun-Times devoted to White Sox baseball versus Cubs baseball every day. That's what Liam Hendricks is doing. That's great. I, <laughs> I you know, I, and, and that, look, I, I get it because, I, you know, I lived through that for, for a while. And um, every time the Sox get overlooked nationally, I understand that being irritating. It's just like, are you at some point though? It's funny. At some point, when ESPN or Fox are putting up the graphics of recent Chicago championships and the 2005 Sox World Series is omitted, and people are like, uh, "Hello," and then it happens again, like six months later, and then it happens again, like eight months later. At that point, it's just funny. But I think that's really great that that he is he's totally playing into it. Great stuff, Liam Hendricks. I like him a lot, and I like the fact he is pitching um, better now. I mean, there have been there have been some moments for him throughout the year that are just. Uh, and, and I know this does happen with closers sometimes. You want them to come in and be one, two, three every outing they have, but it isn't realistic. And there have been some that are a little bit too exciting. But I think lately you're, you're looking at a better version of Liam Hendricks, and the Sox are going to need him. They're going to need him to be good because any leads they get, they need to hang on to him. And there's nothing more demoralizing than losing a game in the ninth inning. It's one thing to get beat five to nothing. You forget about it and you move on to the next day. But when you have a game in hand and you're about to win it, and your closer gives it up, those are impossible to deal with. Those are very, very difficult, and Hendricks looks a whole lot better. I told you that there was a thing, and I know you've seen it already. I know you've heard about it. I know you've seen the replay probably a million times. This is simultaneously the best thing I've ever seen in baseball and the worst. Here's the 0-2 home and a swing and a ground ball on to third base. He took a neck-high pitch and hit it on the ground to third. Now Baez running back toward home plate. Tag him. Tag him. Tag him quickly. 
And what did Craig do there? They get a run out of that, and now they got to get the out at first. And they throw it in the right field. That's going to get a run for the Cubs. Oh, my, what a loony play. And he's in at second base. Just tag him out. What was that? The Cubs are going to get a run, and Baez is safe at second base on a routine ground out to third. Oh, the Calliopes can be heard from here to Sewickley. <laughs> oh, poor Pirates. I know you know the play. Javier Baez decides what to... What a loony play! <laughs> because he can, and why not? It was going to be the end of the inning. Let's just run backwards toward the plate on a ground ball in the infield. What I'm gonna was be out that? Anyway. Yeah, what was that is right. That's from KDKA in uh, Pittsburgh. I, I, can you imagine watching your first baseman do that? Like, all that dude had... The, I, I said this to Gonzalez uh, when we talked to Mark Gonzalez earlier. All he had to do was run back and touch first base, and it didn't matter if Wilson Contreras came around to score and Craig waited 15 minutes to go touch first. He's still out, and the run doesn't count. But it was it was one of the most amazing brain cramps you will ever see in the history of baseball. And I likened it to the it was the equivalent of reaching into the oven without an oven mitt. It's like you know you're not supposed to do that. You know you're supposed to put an oven mitt on to grab the pan out of the oven. You know that. But maybe you open the door and you reach in and you grab it and you go, what? Oh, damn, what, what was I thinking? What in the world? Ugh, come on, that was stupid. I know not to do that. Will Craig knows to go touch first, and with two outs, that was it? He just forgot how many outs there were. Awesome. Just, just tag him aw- out. What was that? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. What was that is right. Just amazing baseball. And be happy that you got to see that happen uh, for the benefit of your team. That's the kind of thing that you want everybody fired if that's on your team. And Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pirates, <laughs> saying after the fact that, hey, that's that's on me. Uh, that's my responsibility. No, it's not your responsibility. Will Craig is a, is a full-grown Major League Baseball player. He is an adult. He's 26 years old. He should know the two-out rule, and you shouldn't have to remind him of the simple everybody-knows-these rules rules. That's a, a just- Well, they say if you stay in the game long enough, you'll see everything. Never seen that before. That's on me. Like, we got to know that. So I'm, I guarantee you'll never see it again while I'm here. So, uh, you know, hopefully you'll never see it again. But that, that's on me. That Our guys got to know the rule. No, it isn't on you. What he should have said was, hey, I don't know what that stupid idiot was doing, but I didn't tell him to do that. That's what that's what Derek Shelton should have said. We, he should have said, Will Craig is going to go coach Little League. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You're supposed to go over rules like that with your players? That ain't your responsibility. But I get it. He's protecting his, his dumb, stupid idiot player. I get it. That's awesome. I love that that happened, and I love that it didn't happen against my team. All right, we're going to say goodbye. We've got some uh, Cubs baseball coming up here in just a matter of moments. I want to thank Mark Gonzalez. want to thank uh, Jim Margulis. want to thank uh, Russell Dorsey for being with us 
here on the show. And Sean Anderson for doing a fine job producing. Sean is my guy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I care because you do really good work. And you help me out. Nobody else wants to help me, just you. Everybody hates me except for Sean. Uh, Thank you for listening. I'll, I'll be back at some point, sometime soon. Just uh, stay tuned, and we'll, we'll let you know. Have a great Sunday afternoon. Enjoy Cubs and Sox baseball today. What a fine afternoon it is in Chicago. Goodbye, everybody. The Calliopes can be heard from here to Sewickley. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.